0: She is sure, she is sure, she is strong, she is strong, she is true, she is true. She is brave, she is bold, she is bold, she is you, she is sure, she is true, she is strong, she is strong, she is true, she is true. She is brave, is brave, she is bold, she is
1: bold, she is you. Hello everyone. Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm looking forward to sharing today's guests with you using a mother's playbook. Valerie Cockerell shares her no-nonsense approach to leadership by sharing stories and strategies that illustrate how leaders, men or women, can leverage the wisdom of mom and enhance their leadership style. The responsibilities of a leader, much like ones of a mother, require consistency, diplomacy, a fair amount of patience, a long-term commitment, the flexibility to adapt to different personalities, And last but not least, the willingness to adapt and learn on the job. A mother's approach to training, building a close relationship with her kids, encouraging and supporting them, providing coaching and guidance when needed, and dealing with crisis situations are just some of the many similarities that exist between raising children and leading a team effectively. Valerie's approach is easy to understand, retellable, and memorable. Her audience members can discover tools and tactics that are easy to implement so they can impact their organizations. I think you'll really enjoy this book. I know that I did, and I am very excited to be bringing Valerie into the show. So welcome to Word of Mom Radio.
2: Thank you, Dori. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here and uh, share my new book with your
1: audience. I'm thrilled because Manage Like a Mother, it's a great title and so many people can relate to. So I really would love for you to take us on your journey, how you went from executive to now author and what motivated you to write Manage Like a Mother. Well, several
2: things happened. First of all, I was born and raised in France, which I'm sure you can quickly pick up uh, with my accent. And I first got a job for Disney in 1987, came to the U.S. to work at Walt Disney World, went back to France, did something else, was rehired by Disney for the opening of Disney in Paris. And then I relocated. I met my husband over there, relocated to the U.S. And when we relocated, we stopped working. I stopped working for a little while, so we settled down and then started working for Disney again and then stopped working to raise my kids and then went back to Disney. So there was this on and off thing happening and every time I had, I went back to the workplace. I thought, Do I still have what it takes? Am I still relevant? Have I experienced a setback in my skills? And then one day I had a revelation. I, I realized that in fact it wasn't a setback because the leadership skills that are required to be a great leader are actually no different than what is required of a mother to raise her kids effectively. And it became so, the more I thought about it, it became obvious. And I thought, you know, I wish I had known that earlier on in my career because it would have given me the confidence to come back to the workplace, knowing that I had honed my skills as a leader. And I'm not sure many women realize this. And for sure I know most men don't realize this. So that's the purpose of the book. The idea is giving women the confidence that they have a unique training or unique approach to leadership, and they can leverage everything they learn as as a mom raising kids, they can leverage that in the workplace. And I'm hoping that in the process, men will realize that we need to promote more women in leadership positions. You know, we know we have gender parity when it comes to the workplace, but we are far from gender parity when it comes to leadership position. I I, I think it's roughly in the 32, 33% of women being leader versus uh, men. So why, why that gap? When in fact, uh, you know, I think women are uniquely prepared to take on leadership positions. That was the motivation uh, behind the book.
1: I have to agree with you that women are so uniquely qualified for these things. And How do men manage like a mother? Can men really flip that switch in their head to let that mother influence guide them in their management style? Yeah, absolutely.
2: I'm glad you're asking this because the irony is if you ask an audience who is the most influential person in your life, most people will answer, you know, their mom is usually in the top three. And that includes men. And what I'm I'm trying to say with the book is this is not just a book for women or for mothers. This is relevant for men also because we all have one thing in common. We have a mom and we've all learned from our mom. When you are on the receiving end of mothering, you understand what works and what doesn't work, right? You remember the time where you felt supported, empowered. You were held accountable by your parents and, and you felt that that was good. You also remember the time where maybe your parents didn't practice what they preach or they they set not very clear expectations for you and it was frustrating and you felt you were treating unfairly. All of that are things that you've learned from your mom. All of that, you know how it feels. You've been, by virtue of being a kid, you've, you've experienced all this. So now you can transfer that to the workplace and imagine how your team members, People will work for you how they feel if you don't set expectations clearly, if you don't practice what you preach, if you're not being fair with them, you know, you, you have all that knowledge. So men can reflect back on this and think about what did my mom teach me and how can I use that and leverage it, you know, in my work every day as a leader. What
1: specific skills do you think that they can leverage from a mother's playbook, men and women? there's many of them in fact in the book every single chapter i'm
2: talking about a different skill and i start uh, with training for instance you know that's what a mom does day in day out she trains her kid. she teaches them how to walk how to talk how to eat and think about for instance how a mom trains a child how to walk she will hold the baby's hand take a few steps with the baby And then once the baby has the balance and the self-confidence, she will let go of both hands. And what typically is going to happen, the baby's going to take a couple of steps and will fall and then mom will come. And at that point, she's not going to say, hey, what is wrong with you? You're a year old. You should be walking by now. No, mom will say, well done. Well done. Let's try that again. And then what does she do? She holds the baby's hands again and takes a few more steps. For maybe a few more hours, a few more days, maybe a few more weeks. It could be that the baby wants to crawl a little longer, and that's fine. But all along, mom is here supporting, encouraging, comforting, helping, offering assistance, and she's flexible with the timeline. Now think about how you train people on your team, in your organization, this is how you should do it. You should be flexible because some people learn in three days. Some people need a week. You should be there. You should support. You should make it very clear that failure is okay. It, in fact, it's expected. And when people fail, let them know it's all right. It's progress. It's part of the learning experience. Let's try that again and hold their hands in the process. The other thing, too, that moms do, and I don't know if you, if you taught your kids how to drive. I did. You don't take your kids driving on day one on the highway in the middle of rush hour. No, you drive around the block in your neighborhoods at a time when there's no traffic. So think about when you're a leader. You shouldn't, you know, train new people and throw them in the middle of the fray when it's, you know, that high-pressure environment. No, you need to find an environment where they can gradually grow their confidence so then they're ready to, to go off on their own. You know, that's one of the similarity. I think. To me, training is so very obvious, the similarity between a mother, how a mother trains her kids, and how a leader should train his team. We can talk about setting expectations. Moms know that when you set expectations, you have to be very specific. If you tell your teenager, hey, don't come home too late, what is probably going to happen, the teenager will come home around midnight, and the next day, mom will say, Why did you come home so late? And the child will say, well, it's only midnight. When mom was hoping the child be home by 9 or 10, right? So if a mom makes the mistake, she's only going to make it once. And the next time she's going to say, be home by 10. It's going to be very clear. Now, often leaders, especially today, where things are moving so fast, we do not always set the expectations very clearly. We don't define the outcome very clearly. And when you fail to do that, then there's a lot of issues that that happen afterwards. You know, uh, there's frustration, there's miscommunication, there's the lack. You can't hold people accountable if you don't set the target very clearly at the beginning. You can't go back afterwards and say, you know, you didn't come home on time. Well, you never told me 10 o'clock was the time I was supposed to be home. You know, so those are all little tricks or little things that we can implement in the workplace. And the last example I'm going to give you, which to me my personal favorite, is feedback. Leaders, feedback is not a comfortable thing to give. It's, it's uncomfortable. A lot of people shy away from it. But, you know, like they say, if you don't like the heat, get out of the kitchen. And it's same. If you don't want to give feedback, don't be a leader and don't be a parent, by the way, because it comes with the job. And you need to do that. Now, mothers give feedback every day. They don't wait for the end of the year review and say, hey, Dory, you know, you from January to June, you did pretty well. But since July, you've been misbehaving and you're antagonizing your siblings. And therefore, you're not going to get any presents at Christmas. You know, it's not how it happens. A mom gives feedback every day based on facts. She observes things. She will let you know in no uncertain term what you're doing wrong right away. And then she will let you know how to correct this. And moms do this, and they still love you unconditionally because they know this is to make you a better person. And that's what leaders, that's what you need to think about. When you hesitate to give feedback to somebody, you have to remind yourself, this is a gift. I'm trying to make that person a better employee, a better performer. And this is not about judging character. It's about changing a behavior, right? And if you understand that and you approach giving feedback in the way a mother does with a kid, it's a lot easier to give. And if you understand that, it's also a lot easier to receive. And and I think that's another thing mothers can teach
1: leaders in the workplace. I love that. One of the things that I wrote down as I was reading, where's the baby monitor for your team members and your employees? And it's really true. We kind of watch. But then when it comes to them, having those managed expectations and things like that is so critical. Because, again, as a parent, one of the best parenting advice I ever had, it's a parent's job to set boundaries. It's a child's job to negotiate the boundaries. But ultimately, it is not a democracy. It is a dictatorship. You are the king. And if they don't like it, they can move out. It doesn't matter that they're seven. And, you know, and that's the thing. Because it is And it's the same thing with being being the boss isn't always a popularity contest. Sometimes you have to do those tough things that I hate you. Well, then you know you're doing your job right as a parent. And same thing as a boss. Sometimes they're going to walk away feeling like, oh, she's so tough and this and that, blah, 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 being the bossy bitch, blah, 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 blah. Whereas a man, we'd be a team leader and somebody they want to aspire to. However, they still have to do it. So it really does come to how you approach it. And if you've yes. given definitive terms and the lesson that your son learned with his mm. car in, and, and I <laughs> loved that example. And I loved that you were able to go to your computer and pull up the contract that you and your husband had with your son. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're, what you're going to do. He broke the contract and you held him accountable. I'm serious. I was like, God for you, mom. I raised my cup of tea in that book because. Let's face it, sometimes as parents and as a team leader, it's really easy to just go, whatever, and just throw it under the rug. That doesn't make effective leadership, doesn't make effective parenting, you know, and it it really does go kind of hand in hand with that. It really does. And I, I love the examples that you give in this book. It's a really fun read, Valerie. It really is, and and as parents, mom or dad, you are so going to go, oh, yeah, I remember that, or I remember when I did that. I didn't think of this. Lots of different things that trigger different things that you're thinking about, and I, I think that that's what makes a good book. Thank, Thank you.
2: Me. You know, every time I wrote a chapter, I started every chapter with a story that happened with my kids that supports the what, what I'm trying to introduce or, or present to the leaders who are reading the book. And hopefully they will substitute that story for a story of their own and something that happened with their own children or something that happened with Their mom teaching them something. I'm hoping the book will bring some introspection. You know, people learn, you know, we can talk about leadership at length. And there are a lot of books out there. There's a lot of great speakers that are very inspirational. But people only remember, you know, they can relate to the stories. And they remember the stories. And if they remember the stories, they remember the learning. And when they remember the learning, they can implement them. And in all the work we do with my husband, we we work with companies and individuals in the U.S. and around the world. And every time we try to bring it down to tactics, because we tend to overcomplicate leadership. You read all these books, there's so many things. And I'm thinking if I were 20 years old now, I would be totally overwhelmed by the list of competencies that are required for me. I mean, literally, your head is spinning. So how can we simplify it? And to me, that was another motivation for the book, is let's make leadership a little bit simpler, a little bit easier to understand. It's based on human relationship skills, basic skills that people respond to, and it's the very same principles that apply to you raising your kids. So once again, it was about being simple, making sure that you can implement it, that there are tactical things you can do with your team. And it's inspired from a mother's playbook. All these stories of, you know, for me, it was fun revisiting some of them. And when I wrote the book, I sent the book to my kids and I said, okay, what what would you, are you comfortable with me sharing those stories? Are they, and it's funny because some of them, you know, they, they came back to me saying like, yeah, we never thought of it this way, but that was a great lesson for us. And we never appreciate it. Now they're young adults and they practice the things that they've learned And sometimes it's hit or miss. You know, I mean, I don't pretend to have been a perfect mom, nor have I ever been a perfect leader, but, you know, you try, you you use some basic principles and, and hope they're going to be effective. And now with, you know, 30 years back, looking at my career, looking at having raised my kids, I'm hoping that I will make things a little simpler for people who read the book a little bit easier and help them remind them of some basic principles. Sometimes we we just try to look for solutions that are very complicated when the solutions are simple and they're staring us right in the face.
1: On that note, think of what Valerie just said. As we take a break and say thank you to our sponsors, we'll be right back here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, We all win.
0: Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information.
1: Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit brainlovehealth.com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to and in today's world where we are so concerned about germs the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely so check out stadiumbags.com you'll see why we are the clear choice safety it's in the bag and we're back here on word of mom radio we are talking with author valerie cockrell about manage like a mother really love this book so i want to ask you what is the why valerie what do you want to accomplish with it well there's, there's several things you know first of all i'm really hoping to make things
2: easy give women the confidence that they have some great skills to take on leadership responsibilities. I think there's all kinds of statistics out there, but one that most people have heard is that, you know, if there is a job opening somewhere, a man will apply for this job if he has about 50% of the skills because they have the confidence that they can figure it out and learn on the job and they will get there. A woman is not going to apply for the job unless she has 100% of the skills. Why is that discrepancy between the two when, in fact, I think women have a natural way of approaching leadership, and that's something they have because they have a natural way of approaching motherhood. You know, emotional intelligence, this is a proven thing, their ability to better communicate, to be better listeners. In fact, there is a study that was done at MIT, I think a good 10 years ago, and they were trying to evaluate the IQ of a group. And they found out three things in the process. Number one is that the individual IQ of the group members does not influence the overall IQ of the group. It's not because you put a whole big group of really small people together that the overall IQ is going to be high. The number two thing they learned is that if there is one person with a super high IQ and that is a bit autocratic, the overall IQ of the group actually goes down. And the third thing, which is what is most interesting to me, is that the overall IQ of the group is higher the more women they have in the group. And the reason is not because women are smarter, but because women are better at collaborating. They listen better. They're more open to new ideas. They're more open to constructive criticism and therefore they facilitate a better communication and a better collaboration. As a result, the overall, the collective IQ of the group rises. So, you know, we know that women have this ability, and I'm not saying, by the way, that women are better than men. What I'm saying is they can bring a whole other set of skills to the workplace, and yet I don't think it's being leveraged. And in in any case, you know, if we know that women only have – 32% Thirty-two percent of the leadership jobs are there. I mean, it's it's obvious that there there's a discrepancy here. So how do we fill that gap? Number one, giving women the confidence that they can do that job and they can take those responsibilities. Number two, teaching men because you know we we can keep telling women that hey they're smart, they can contribute, they can be great leaders. Women already know that. The audience needs to be who needs to hear that? Those are the men, and the men need to validate this and they need to help. Fill that gap, and the only way to do this today is by maybe tipping the balance a little bit towards women, because there's so few women in the pipeline to start with, and most companies today, they hire based on experience and not so much on skills. They favor experience. Who has the best experience or their most experience are the men, so you already have a pool of candidates when you hire for a leadership position that is dominated by men versus women, so we can never seem to fill that gap, right? So I'm thinking if we go out there and just tell men, women are smart, they can bring a whole lot to emotional intelligence in the workplace and improve communication, they have all those skills. I'm not sure they're always convinced. But if you tell them, what has your mother taught you? What have you learned from your mom? How has she influenced your learning and the person you are today in a good or, you know, perfect or not so perfect way, by the way? You know, they can understand that women have a lot to contribute. And I'm I'm hoping to do those two things, bring confidence to women and educate men on what women
1: can bring to the workplace. I'm sitting here nodding my head as you're speaking because everything you are saying is just so incredibly spot on. What kind of advice (laughs) do you want to give to the young woman out there entering the workforce, whether she's going into a brick-and-mortar building or working from home? Because so many companies now have the hybrid. What do you want to share with them, Valerie? Well, I think...
2: First of all, making clear, if you go for a job interview, I would say, if you've been at home raising your kids for four, five years, you know, however long, you know, don't take that as a setback, advocate for it and let people know, you know, I've been home. This is what I did as a mom, you know, multitasking, time management, resolving conflict between my kids, crisis management, training, setting expectations, creating a vision for their life and making sure I keep that. In mind, those are all skills that you leverage as a leader, problem-solving, collaborating. There's 21 chapters in my book, and every single chapter is something a mom does, and she can use that in the workplace, communicating. And communicating is, there's something that I talk about in the book that I really love is, you know, your mom, I'm sure all of us have heard our mom say, what did I just say? What did I just say? Right. One day or another, your mom has asked you this, usually in a very exasperated way because she's been trying to communicate to you and you were not listening. Why do mom do this? They do this to make sure that not only you heard the message, but you understood the message. And I think, you know, we talk about a lot of communication breakdowns in a lot of organizations. Think about it as a leader, you need to go out there and ask people, what did I just say? What did you hear? How did you understand this new process? What do you make of this new initiative? And keeping that conversation, because communication is a two-way street, and you need to make sure that the message you've sent out comes back in the way it was intended. And if it does not, that means there's a communication breakdown. Taking, again, something from a mom's playbook, staying connected with people on the other end of the line and say. What did I just say? What did you hear? And really making sure the communication flows back and forth. That's another skill that we can learn from moms. So I think young women out there should really value all this. Men, young professional, men or women should also think about all this, everything their mom did for them, and try to apply this, get inspiration from this. And because it's something that's close to your heart, I I believe that, you know, when you have an emotional connection with a story or a concept, you retain it. That's it. You absorb it a lot better. That's why storytelling is such a great skill, because when there's a story that resonates with you, you remember the insights. You really take on the learning. So by reminding people of what moms do, hopefully, again, I'm going to trigger things that their mom has taught them. And then because there's that emotional connection, they will retain it and they can learn from it, and they can apply it. It's that simple. I'm hoping the the reader will be able to do this.
1: I am so nodding my head because, again, what you just broke down for that woman, been home, raising their family, and feel like I've lost so much. You have gained so many skills doing this. And as mompreneurs, we don't tend to leverage that. We really do, look, I told you before we started, as a coach, somebody asked me once, well, you know, I need somebody who can hold me accountable. How good are you at accountability? I said, I'm a mom. Of course Mm -hmm. I can hold you accountable. (laughs) You know, it's my job. But it's really true to break that down. All of the things you do as a mother, raising your family, keeping a home, all of the time management, all of the skill sets that you use, make you a born leader. You are grooming yourself in doing this. I'm serious. This is what you will walk away with this book feeling. You will see, wait a minute. Oh, wow. I learned how to do this. Oh, wow. I I know how to do that. So many things that we don't think that we've been trained to do. And it's part of our job as a mom. So as we are wrapping up, I really just want to keep going because you have wonderful quotes that happen in the book all the time and things and wanting to ask you so many other questions about it and you're just going to have to read the book, people. But what do you want to leave our listeners with as we are wrapping up, Valerie? You know, I think in a more holistic uh, way of thinking, the
2: similarity between leadership and motherhood, I mean, you have to be consistent. You have to be diplomatic. You have to be patient. It's a long-term commitment. I also think a lot of people want to be leaders thinking they're not, because when you're a leader, you're not beholden to anybody, when in fact, you are beholden to everybody. And that's the same position for mom. You are beholden to everybody, to your spouse, to your kids. The proof is that if a mom gets sick, the whole family logistic dynamic falls apart, right? So there's that other similarity. And the other thing, too, is the most effective way to raise kids, you want them to do something because they want to do it, right? It's like homework. You want to do homework not because you have to, but because it is the right thing to do. So you're trying to teach your kids why it is important they do their homework. It's the same as leaders. You want people to do something because you need it done, but you want them to want to do it. So that implies that you have to explain the why. You have to make sure you describe in detail what the outcome looks like. So, again, there's just so much that we could talk about it, but it's an easy way for people to remember how to be a great leader. When your head is spinning and you have a million things to think about, sometimes it helps to go back to basic. And thinking about the way a mom addresses approaches raising her kids may help you get back on track. I I don't know about you, but I'm a tennis player. And when you play tennis and my game is off and the ball doesn't land when I want it to land, I always remind myself, okay, bend your knees, keep your eyes on the ball, follow through. Those are the very basic things you learn when you learn how to play tennis. And I find that if I do that effectively for, you know, uh, maybe a game – then my game comes back. Then I start landing my shots. This is what I'm hoping with the book, that it's bringing back some basic principles that work, that you can implement, and that will set you back on course. How may people reach out to you, Valerie? Well, they can reach me at Carcroll Consulting. This is our company's business. So Valerie at CarcrollConsulting.com. I believe it's going to be in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And reach out anytime, any questions. I'm very flexible, very open, and uh, I love engaging, talking with people, getting their feedback, their suggestions, their comments. Do not hesitate, please. Uh, And then look me up on Instagram or LinkedIn. And that's it. I hope you enjoy the book, and I'm looking forward
1: to hearing from the audience. I think you will absolutely enjoy the book. All of Valerie's links will be live on wordofmomradio.com. And I really do encourage you. It is a good read. It's an easy read. And it's one that's kind of reinforced stuff as a parent, reinforce stuff as a leader, and make you realize that, well, wait a minute, I'm on the right track. These are a lot of things that I'm doing. You'll identify with a lot of stuff especially as a mom, that innately makes you a great leader. And I love that that is what you walk away feeling because it is so important. The fact that men will apply, half qualified, and that woman who's qualified 100%, a lot of times those companies are still going to take the man with half the credentials and Mm -hmm. half the qualifications. We're trying to break those myths. We're trying to break those barriers, but it takes time, but you have those skills. So Valerie, thank you so much for what you have shared. It really is a wonderful book, and I appreciate you telling your story on Word of Mom Radio. Thanks, Dori.
2: appreciate it. Thanks for the invite.
1: My absolute pleasure, and for all of you tuning in, Thanks for listening. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong.
0: She is strong. She is true.